Hi, everybody. My name is Kobe Warner. This is Koblizzi, and I am so excited to be back for another episode. This week, we are going to be talking about my boy chronicles, um, some uh, horror stories, some tragedies that I have experienced uh, with some boys, more specifics than I've talked about before. I feel like there's some stuff that a lot of us can probably relate on. I feel like there's a few like talking points, some learning moments for me that I've had over the years. So that's what we're going to talk about this week. But without further ado, you know we're going to begin with the song of the week. So, Sam Smith put out a new album um, on Friday. The Friday, uh, the 27th, I guess. Yeah, the 27th, called Gloria. And it's a pop record. Um, so was Sam Smith's 2020 album. I The name is escaping me right now, but they also put out a pop record in 2020. I like this one more than I like that one. I really like how in the, ah, I'm not here to make friends, the music video for that song, um, I the outfits, it was a lot of color, a lot of super femme stuff really leaning into the um to their gender expression how they want to express it i love it um the songs i like from the record are no god the chorus is you know god you know leader you know saint you know teacher you know god that was terrible but you know um something like that and lose you i really like I'm not here to make friends I like. Those are my three favorite songs. I will say I was not a super huge um, Unholy fan. I wasn't the biggest Unholy fan because it kind of just felt like a TikTok hit to me. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a moment, you know I don't really like TikTok hits. I'm trying to get back into posting on TikTok, actually, um, getting back into TikTok. But I really still resent the power that TikTok has over the music industry. I stand behind I stand behind that. And so I'm happy that Unholy was able to be a super uh, a big success. Um, and it was the first all-trans collaboration to top charts. And that's awesome. I love that Kim Petras, a trans woman, and... Sam Smith, a trans non-binary person, are being celebrated. Um, I I appreciate that, but I just didn't love the song. Uh, with that being said, Sam's record is worth a listen. It's a solid pop record. You can tell there's a lot of heart in it. And it's kind of like a, a, a coming of age, coming to terms with yourself kind of vibe. Not really of age, but coming to terms, you know, accepting, celebrating, loving. You know, you only get one you. And I think we spend a lot of our lives like picking ourselves apart and wishing that we were different than we are. But it's a waste of time because, uh, to put it bluntly, you don't get anything else. You get one body, and if, unless, unless you're extremely rich and can afford a bunch of plastic surgery, you're probably going to look the way you look or pretty close to it for your life. Um, so our bodies and our... Um, speaking of our bodies, Sam Smith, speaking of Sam Smith... They're, they've been a topic I've seen on TikTok and the internet um, of a lot of hate for how they've gained weight for their body, um, for leaning into their femininity. Um, people compare pictures of Sam Smith back from In the Lonely Hour Days or um, in, the th- in the Thick of It All, what's the album called? In the Thrill of It All. Uh, their their first and second albums. You, they see pictures of them back then wearing black and in suits and stuff, and they're like, "Oh, I miss this Sam Smith." 
But Sam Smith has gone on the record recently in interviews to say that that's when they were their most miserable. They were starving themselves. They weren't happy. They were denying their queerness. They said they actually started out life celebrating their queerness and realized along the way that that wasn't the way to become popular at the time. And so they, as soon as they started dimming it down, they got popular. As soon as they started dumbing down their personality, watering themselves down for other people, that's when they got popular. What kind of lesson does that teach a person? And so I respect that, you know, 10 years into Sam's career, they're willing to be honest about how they want to express themselves. And I think they should be celebrated for that. And I think that people should stop policing people for how they want to live. It makes them happy and it's not hurting anybody else. Sam Smith is the most famous non-binary person that I can think of, besides Demi Lovato. But Demi Lovato uses they, them, she, her pronouns, uh, which is uh, a different concept. Sam Smith uses they, them pronouns. Both of these people are non-binary. But as a person who also only uses non-binary, I mean, that also only uses they, them pronouns and has for almost two years now, it's rough. And it's hard, and I'm sure Sam has to not get on the internet and not read the comments, because the way that they are policed and brutalized and abused verbally and through keyboards on the internet is really ridiculous, and it's disgusting. And if you've been seeing any of this hate recently, I hope you're not participating in it. Let people be who they want to be. Um, Also, Sam Smith's new music is good. It's still like breakup songs and songs about being sad. It's just like upbeat. You know what I mean? Like, literally, touch some grass. Like, be for real. With that being said, we are going to dive into some of my Boy Chronicles. Horror stories. Um, <laughs> this The folklore I'm about to share with you. Um, are honestly, it's some things that I've held close to me. You know, sometimes you don't want to tell truths or admit them to yourself. Because to deceive yourself or lie to yourself is easier than to tell the truth but it's certainly easier to lie to other people um but i don't like new year's resolutions i don't tend to keep them but a goal i have this year and that i've been trying to uphold is to be more honest with myself and with everybody around me just say what i mean and say it then i i I have no problem being honest but sometimes i hold on to my honesty for a few moments so i'm trying to be a little bit more quick with it but also withholding stuff trauma or stories that are might be embarrassing that are years old is silly so with that caveat in place i will now discuss um (laughs) i think there is correct me if i'm wrong i think a lot of us have one person that we've that we're hung up on at least one maybe it's two but i think that there is a genuine hey you don't have you didn't have to have dated them you don't have to have known them for years but there's just something about a person that you meet somewhere along your journey that you just can't forget and like I said maybe you have two um I have one hang up that no matter where I go where I've been over the past couple of years since that situation has no longer been a part of my life it still comes back to me often and It used to come back in congruence with a lot of pain, uh, with a lot of sadness, with a lot of feelings. Now it's more retrospective, uh, reminiscing on the positive parts. You don't so much forget the bad, you don't so much remember the bad stuff. Um, But sometimes it rears its ugly head and I don't, there's something about a hang up. And I think um, maybe it can be different 
for queer people who get hung up in silence, this specific hang up that I'm talking about was with a person who was not willing to be honest about themselves to the world. Um, a person who was not willing to be honest about themselves to themselves, much less the world or anybody around them. I had gone on my, you know, like queer accepting myself journey already. And I had been done with that. Um, but it wasn't always the case. And so I'll start at the beginning because that's a very good place to start. And this story is a doozy. I figure last week I was reading people's emails and text messages to me um, from that homophobic ass church. So I can tell any story now, you know, like it's all up for grabs. So honestly, we have a lot more content. This pot of gold just got a lot more luscious with um, topics and anecdotes to share with you all. Um, but anyway, the beginning. This boy and I met. Um, should we give him a name? A code name. Like Billy. I have Billy Porter's book, Unprotected, is right next to me. Let's go with Billy. So, yeah, Billy. Simon? No, Billy. Let's go with Billy. So, Billy and I met freshman year of high school at a football game that I was at with my friends and they were at with their girlfriend. We were the same age, both 14 at the time, or maybe he was 15 and I was 14. But anyway, we were close to the same age and we met at this football game. And this was in 2016, the fall of 2016. And I was deep in the closet at that time (laughs) was not anywhere close to coming out or interested in doing so. But I was also not the kind of gay closeted person that would, like, seek out boys and, like, would do down low shit. Like, I was not DL in the slightest. I was closeted. Down low implies I think you get around. And I was nothing of the sort. I wouldn't even talk to boys at this point. I wouldn't Snapchat boys. I wouldn't, like... uh, I, there, I wouldn't do a lot. There was I would not do anything um, that I thought could be traced. I really thought I was doing a great job at keeping my homosexuality a secret, which is funny and ironic because I was doing a terrible job and everybody already thought I was gay. So I could have just stopped lying a long time ago, but I didn't want to. And the Southern circumstances that were uh, that I were a part of at the time made me feel like I had to hold on to my secret. That church that I talked about on last week's episode was a huge part of that. I attended that church for a long time. And I remember when gay marriage was legalized, um, the Sunday after gay marriage was legalized in 2015, I think that was, the pastor um, was talking about, this is a sad day for Christians. We, you know, we got to band together at this attack on our religion. I was like, this is crazy. Again, well closeted, well within the closet in 2015. But it broke my heart to know that something that I thought I might be was not accepted and they were perfectly fine making that so clear but this is not about that church my point is when I met this boy I was closeted and so was he so we started snapchatting um he definitely had that girlfriend and broke up with her at some point but we just snapchatted and we like you know became like good snapchat friends you know the people that you talk to on snapchat a lot you don't really see in person and that persisted for years Um, and there's a lot of little anecdotes, uh, that kind of go along with this story that I think might be a little bit too revealing that I'm going to omit, but we Snapchatted for years. We talked and communicated for years. So freshman year of high school, we meet the first semester. Um, 
summer after sophomore year of high school, I come out. And I made a YouTube video. I've mentioned it before. And I posted the video on my Instagram, my Facebook, and my Snapchat, and whatever else I had at the time. And on Snapchat, I posted on my story with, like, the gif that says, let's get one thing straight. I'm not. And it, like, moves because it's not straight, you know? And I remember him swiping up and saying, like, oh, like, I wish. Um, Which was funny because in the two years that we had been Snapchatting at this point, we had never in words discussed that we might have liked boys, you know? We would just flirt or, like, talk to each other in a way that was kind of flirtatious or just talk normally, um, just communicate. But we had never... That was one thing where we had never really said it but I think we understood that about each other so when I came out and said that on a public platform YouTube that was the first time he would have ever heard the words I'm gay from me but it's not like he didn't know if you understand what I'm saying I'm trying to give you foundational like so you can understand so I come out in June of 2018 and he swept up my stories like oh I wish we kept snapchatting like per usual that didn't really change much And then junior year is where it gets kind of messy because, like, I, now that I was out, like, I really wanted to, like, talk to him, like, for real. Like, I wanted to make it a thing. And at one point, he was like, oh, yeah, like, I like you. Like, I I wasn't, like, stupid enough to not check in. But I was like, oh, like, do we like each other? Like, I like you. And there was one point where he was like, yeah, like, I like you. Like, let's, let's keep talking. And then the most ridiculous situation happened. It was so ridiculous at the time. It even sounds stupid now. It doesn't even sound true. But honestly, of all the lies he told, I do believe this one. (laughs) So one day I just stopped hearing from him randomly. Um, We were really like iMessaging, texting exclusively because at the time I wasn't on social media applications. I was like losing my mind and I decided to get off social media. So we were like iMessage texting exclusively. One day I stopped hearing from him completely That lasted for a few months. In that few month period, I heard a rumor that he was talking to a girl. And I was upset about that. And so a couple of months passed and I get a text from a random number that's like, hey, lol, like it's me, um, Billy. (laughs) It's me, Billy. And I'm like, literally, what the fuck do you want, Billy? Like, you're really bold to text me like this or something like that. And then he explained that, like, he had broke his phone at a basketball game. He had, like, sat on it and it got crushed or whatever the fuck. It was some whole story about how his phone got broke. But then he was using, like, some backup phone that wasn't an iPhone. So he couldn't iMessage me. But, like, he was on Snapchat. And he couldn't Snapchat me because I was off social media. You see the point. So we didn't talk for a couple of months. I was really mad about it because I felt like I had, like, no explanation. I remember he had told one of my friends, one of our mutual friends, to be like, hey, like, tell Kobe I'm not, like, ignoring them. Like, I broke my phone. But once I heard the rumor about them talking, about Billy talking to some girl, I was like, you're kidding me. Like, that nigga's lying. You're a dirty, low-down liar. You know, like, I was so annoyed. I was pressed and upset. And so I just remember one time driving in the car with with my friend Renee, and I was just bitching. I just remember at junior high school, I was bald. I was wearing gla- crazy bald glasses, braces, crazy, crazy era of time. I basically wore like drug rugs, the hoodies and like shorts and Birkenstocks exclusively. It was quite the era. I played Jesus on in, in Godspell that year. 
and a 40-year-old slave named Jim in Big River. It was just a, the, the year overall in theater and life and boys and everything. And mental health was a diabolical, ridiculous year. I digress. So he's, we're texting again. I kind of got over my months-long anger because it really did seem to be a misunderstanding. And I would believe the rumor. Apparently, he really wasn't talking to that girl. He, he didn't like her. I knew he didn't. But at the time when I heard the rumor, I didn't know that. I also didn't know her at the time, and I came to know her, so, yeah, we go back to talking, and then, like, I, at that point, he was just like, yeah, basically, I don't like you as much as I, like, we had a good thing going, but then my phone broke, and I don't like you anymore, basically, but he didn't really want to be up front with me, so it took me a while to kind of get that information out of him, so by the time he told me that, I was really hurt, um, because, like, like I was like ready to be a power couple so it was kind of like unfortunate and so that was one thing that happened there was like so many times where I unadded him on snapchat or was like oh my god like I just can't talk right now like I don't want to talk and then I'd be back like three weeks later for more because like I really did want to talk but I just felt like I wasn't getting what I deserved and so I was smart enough to recognize that but not smart enough to stay away or not smart enough to not come back for more you know what I mean so I could see there was a problem but I don't know there's something about getting hung up I'm telling you when you get just hung up on a person and so let's fast forward to like a little bit later in that in junior year of high school after he had got basically when he said he didn't want to talk to me no more I was like no goodbye so then like a year later I my friend at the time like basically told him like hey you should text my friend me and so he texts me and then she kind of tells me that she told him that and I was like oh but I wasn't mad you know but I was like gagged and goop because I hadn't talked to him for like a year And so in the summer of 2020, when we reconnected that way, we just kind of hit it off in a way that was a little bit different. I think I I was older, I was a little less hung up, or I was a little better at acting like I wasn't hung up. (laughs) Um, I'd had a different situationship with another boy during that time, so I was kind of like thinking about him a little bit more, although my concern for Billy still remained. And Billy is killing me. Calling him Billy is so funny. Um... Anyway, so when we reconnected, uh, when my friend gave him my phone number, my new phone number, because I think I changed my phone number at that point or something, I was like, (sighs) it was the same shit. Like, it had been a year, and I was just, like, right back to where I was. There's something about, I mean, honestly, like, it's been a minute since I've heard or seen from him, but it's something about being hung up. Like, I don't, it's different now. I think I finally, like, realized that you have to have some sort of self-respect <laughs> and you have to like, I don't know, stand up for yourself and not let people think that you can just be treated any kind of way. Cause for a while I was perfectly fine letting him think that he could treat me any kind of way. As long as he was willing to come back around, I was willing to have him. And so in 2020, that was when it was more than just, like, Snapchatting or texting. We hung out a lot. We had some situations. Um, and those are, like, my fondest memories of him, for sure, was four years after meeting him. 
that summer when it was just us hanging out, just doing shit, and it wasn't really like there was nobody else around, nobody to impress. He didn't feel the need to front or like pretend to be somebody he wasn't because there was nobody to impress. I was willing to take him as he was always. And those are my fondest memories. Um, And so, like, right before he went to college, we had finally connected on that level. And then he went to college, and not, like, a week later, he had a hickey on his neck. Like, the other week later, he was talking to a boy. A week after that, he had a, was dating this boy at his college. I was just, like, so hurt and pained. That after all these years of wanting him, I have finally got him. And then two weeks later, I was like, really that much of an afterthought. Like, that shit, the way that struck me at that time was like, like, I I thought it was done. I thought I was done for. Like, <laughs> it's crazy how big of a deal stuff can seem. Because that really took me out. But... Even that, ow, that hurt, like, fuck. So, like, even, like I said, I, I had a history of, like, being like, oh, I can't do this anymore. But this time, I couldn't even tell him, like, I can't do this anymore. I couldn't even be, like, I was so embarrassed that I was so jealous, but I was so jealous. And I couldn't understand how he wouldn't understand that maybe, like, there's this Snapchat he sent me the day before he left. We had, like, a really dry goodbye. When he was going to, away to college, uh, we hung out the night before, and I was just, like, dropped him off at his house. I was like, oh, like, you know, Bye. And it was just, like, a dry goodbye. We had had a lot more, like, intense moments. Um, and our goodbye was not one. I was just like, bye, I gave him a hug, and that was that. Uh, it wasn't, like, a, a moment at all. And while I was driving home, he sent me a Snapchat. And he was like, I wish I could have at least kissed you or something. Like, that was such a dry goodbye. Something like that. And I that I remember thinking there was hope. And then a week later, he has a hickey on his neck. A week later, he's talking to that boy. A week later, he's dating him. And so you can see how this was four years into a situation, you finally got somebody, and then it was that fleeting. And like you know, maybe I read into it, and you know, maybe I was always taking his like you know flirting or just wanting to like. But it was it was it it wasn't like we would just like hit it and quit it you know what I mean like we were genuine friends and we had way more of like a foundational friendship connection than we had anything else for most of our relationship and so once it had finally got to that point I I thought of at least maybe I I would have gotten like the upfrontness enough to you know communicate to me and tell me that but once I didn't receive that and he was just doing what he was doing and just hope I guess just hoping I wouldn't say anything hoping I'd be okay with it And just continue to be his number one best friend on Snapchat and be his bestie. And I did for a minute. And then after his birthday, like a couple of months later, I sent him a birthday present. And then I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. I'm out. And so I like, like I said, I couldn't tell him. I didn't want to say like, I'm jealous. This is hurting me to watch this happen. But he took a trip to go visit this boy at college. Oh, the boy didn't live there, by the way. Where he went to school, the boy was just there. Like, like that was his home. But the boy went to college somewhere else. So you went to a big, to another place. I'm trying to like not say locations. You went to another place to start dating a boy that didn't live there. You know what I mean? So, like, what was wrong with me? What was wrong with me? <laughs> what was wrong with me? And it's like, I know what was wrong with me, or at least in his eyes. Like, I don't think I was that mask boyfriend that, you know, he wanted which is kind of sad 
that that was probably the reason uh, for all the strife and the turmoil and the years and 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 years of I don't know uh, happy emotions, sad emotions that this situation has caused. But anyway, he went up and he started dating that boy. And a couple of a month or two later, I was I was gone, and I just kind of fizzled away. I just slowly like stopped answering his Snapchats. I just, you know, really wasn't interested in talking anymore. And so, of course, I gave him another chance a year later. So the summer of 2020, we reconnected after he didn't hear from me like a year. And then a year later in the summer of 2021, we reconnected once again. He came to my birthday party, and he was like, he we were, he just said it straight up said like, so are we gonna talk about what happened? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, like not now or something, because all our friends were there, and I was just been kind of weird to like talk about right out of the gate. I'm like, we can hold on to it a minute and just like be cool and cordial. And so then we just ended up hanging out for a couple of days and we never really got around to the conversation and just kind of fell back into that old rhythm that you can fall back into with somebody that you know that well, uh, that you're hung up on. And a couple of days later, he like sent me a Snapchat and was like, so you never told me, we never talked about it. And so then I just was kind of honest with him at that point. I was like, yeah, I was just jealous. Like after everything that happened between us and you just went away and I was like that disposable and you got to, it was like nothing to you to just move on and start dating this other boy and like send me pictures and videos. You're going to be like, look how cute Kiki Kiki. Like it, I just can't believe that he could really believe that he wasn't hurting me. Um, but I didn't want to believe that he knew he was hurting me. Cause I didn't want to think that he would do that even though he knew he was hurting me. You know what I mean? I didn't want to think that he would do that. And he was like, well, I kind of like suspected that what it was, but I never really knew for sure. Of course, cause I never told him ghosting wasn't necessarily the best way to do it, but I don't, it's one, one, one claiming that, um, I'm not sure he deserved the explanation. You know what I mean? Because of what he did was shitty period. Um, yeah, like he didn't owe me his love, but he could have owed me an explanation, especially after talking to me the way he talked to me. Like I wasn't just reading into everything. He definitely would give me the material to read. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't just me making shit up and grasping and reaching all the time. Sometimes it was, but it wasn't always. And so I was honest about that then, and we hung out a decent amount in the summer of 2021, too. And then I moved to Boston, back to Boston for college, um, and so we were really, really far away from each other, but we were still, like, Snapchatting. And then a couple of months later, like, September, well, really, not really. It was, like, at the beginning of my fall semester in 2021. Like, right after I got to school, pretty quickly he had, like, stopped talking to me as much. Which was noticeable because we were each other's number one best friend. And then very quickly we weren't. And so my assumption, of course, that he was trying to make me, that he was trying to make me, like, not be his number one best friend anymore. Because we had, like, the best friend heart and everything. Not that it matters. I'm just telling you that we had it. And for about two weeks I didn't really hear from him. I was just like, I'm not going to try to talk to you if you don't want to talk to me. And then about two weeks later, he sent me a Snapchat and he was like, hey. And I was like, hey, you know, always willing to talk to him. Hung up. And he was like, I'm sad. And I was like, why are you sad? And then he sent me like a Snapchat. I don't know if all of you use Snapchat, but I'll try to describe this as clearly as I can. He sent me a picture Snapchat, a photo with the timer set to infinite. So it doesn't disappear until you tap it away. And he had covered up the entire photo snap with text boxes the original text box and it was just covered up all in words and it was basically this uh sob story about how about two weeks ago when he had stopped talking to me as much he would found this 
guy that he really liked and they had been talking and he added that he had never really felt this way about a guy before like really ridiculous like i've never had somebody that like made me feel this way like telling me this and it's like even if it's true don't you think you could like not shove the knife in and then twist it but he's like so i found out you're annoying me because you were talking to another guy and then i mean like i said i lived miles away hundreds of miles in boston but like still you could spare me the details of this, but the way he, I just, oh, fucking asshole. Anyway, <laughs> I like my headphones. Um, anyway, so he's like, yeah, um, this guy, like I never felt like something about this before. And then like all of a sudden he just ghosted me. I'm like, oh, I wonder how that feels, you know? Um, and I read that Snapchat. I was sitting on my friend Bella's roof in Boston um, with all my new friends, a lot of whom I'm not friends with anymore. But at the time I had this big new life and i read his thing and i was like i am bigger than this and i am bigger than you i tapped that snapchat out of my phone screen and he never heard from me again uh and i'm happy to say that i that was it you know that's 2021 it's 2023 now and i still haven't spoken to him and so not to say i don't think of him sometimes and i'm not hung up occasionally but like at this point i'm not even really interested in boys in my life like at all maybe it's trauma maybe it's trust issues well it is but it's also like i don't have time for it and there's nobody worth the time i have i have not found anybody worth spending the time on uh and i'm not gonna spend time on somebody and honestly carve out that part of my life for them to you know fit in nestle nestle into if you're not actually worth my time if i don't actually see this because I'm busy and I have things to do and content to create and yoga to do and music to listen to and movies to watch and friends to hang out with just better, bigger, better shit um, than wasting my time on a boy. It's just not a priority to me. Like I said, maybe it's trauma. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, one day I will welcome myself, warm up, <laughs> warm back up to the idea of a, a man in my life. But he was shady. And like I said, that was such an abridged version of the story. Like that was like the recent like moments, but for a year, I mean, uh, we met in fall of 2016 and I kindly ushered him out of my life in the fall of 2021. It's a long time. And you know, it's been a year and a half or so since then. And I still think of him. Uh, he still crosses my mind. Because that's how it goes. Um, I'm kind of realizing in life that trauma, when you experience it or bad situations, don't leave you. Uh, but time is your best friend. With time, things that hurt dampen. But traces of them, I kind of feel like they always remain. Some things maybe are so terrible and so traumatic that we block it out altogether. I have some of those things too. I'm sure you do. But trauma like heartbreak, your first heartbreak, your first hang up. I compare every man to him, every boy to him. And and it's not always like overtly or consciously, but the way I felt about that person and the connection I felt that I had with that person has never been replicated with another boy or, or person in that way. And because of how exhilarating that situation was when it was good, I refused to accept anything less than that. But what's funny was in that situation, in that situation, I was willing to accept less than that all the time, just for those little glimmers and glint 
of a good moment, I now won't accept anything but goodness in anyone else. Which is good to have high standards, I guess, but it's also because I learned from that situation of being, you know, discarded and not being the first choice, not being the first thought. I I learned that you have to value yourself. And at the end of the day, all you have is you. I have some amazing friends. I have fantastic parents. And I have wonderful people in my life. But in the middle of the night, when you are laying there thinking about your mortality and debating who controls the universe and what's in the sky, it's just you that's there. And if you can't sit with yourself and be okay... In being alone, I think it's something you should work on. And you don't have to take my advice. I'm not like fucking Dr. Phil or anything. And I'm not sure how qualified he is anyway. But healing from that trauma, one of the the biggest, uh, I think, largest things that have hurt me. Because I think it's it's span of time. Also, there's another layer of DL-ness. The being down low of it all. Down low niggas are really hard to deal with. And I think that a lot of queer people ha- like feel like they have to deal with down low guys because of how few queer options there are in our adolescence. And even as we grow older, because like in high school, not everybody was comfortable being gay or coming out. And so the people that were comfortable being gay or coming out weren't always like what you wanted. And so, I mean, I wanted to have a high school sweetheart just like any other straight person. You know, just like any other gay person. But the difference in being straight and being gay is that there are options. And, like, not every straight girl or boy had a boyfriend or girlfriend in high school either. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, it's a lot easier to find companionship when there are more of you. And there are more straight people. There are more people comfortable being straight or pretending to be straight. And so there's a lot of fish in the straight sea. Uh, But then and even now, there's not a lot of fish in the gay sea. And I haven't had the most fantastic romantic experiences with boys over the years since Billy, you know, Billy wasn't amazing. And he was my first like hang up. I'm going to keep saying that. Cause I just feel like, I don't know if I ever heard anybody use the term before, like a hang up, somebody you've been hung up on, but like hang up, bitch. That's what it was. I was hung the fuck up. Um, and so I've had situations since then. Um, and they weren't amazing either. You know, like they weren't wonderful either. That wasn't fantastic. <laughs> either and so sorry to any of you who are listening but i'm just like nothing got me the way he got me i feel like i should get off of this podcast and stop blowing his head up if he listens to he's gonna be like oh so i'm thinking about you think about me like that but it's like i wanted to tell my story of a hang-up you know i feel like you guys will get it i feel like there's an extra layer of being queer and suffering and silence for a lot of it because like you know even though i came out he still wasn't out and so i didn't want to blast his business in the streets about how hurt i was and so it was just kind of like something I would go through secretly, you know, wrote a lot of songs about it, made a lot of art, um, some good breakup songs if you want to listen to my EP Aftermath, but <laughs> situationships can hurt and affect you just as much as relationships can, especially when that's all that's available to you. And so for me to have never dated that boy and for that boy to have never been my boyfriend Billy sure did a number on me. So, yeah, 
Um, that's kind of my story about Billy. My boy chronicles the worst of it at that. Um, I have more stories, more situations about him and other guys. If you want to hear about boys, um, the episode that I did about, about men and like dating men in general seemed to be one that you liked. So if that's true, let me know. Happy to talk about men. I do find them sexually attractive. Although their intellect and behavior does bother me like 70% of the time. So if you enjoyed this episode of Kobalizzi, let me know. Um, I did say I'd be, some, I'd be back with something more fun this week. I'm not sure how true that was, but hopefully it was entertaining at least. Please leave a review if you liked it. Please like this video if you're watching it on YouTube. Comment on it if you're watching it on YouTube. And please follow me on Instagram and TikTok if you don't already. It's at Koblizzi, K-O-B-L-I-Z-Z-Y. Same name as the podcast. My name is Kobe Warner. I really enjoyed this episode talking about my trauma. Uh, Billy, if you're out there, go to hell. And I will see you, the rest of you that I do like, next week. Goodbye.